Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Noach, Tavshin Pei, 5780. We're still uh, getting used to saying that uh, that year, Tavshin Pei. And uh, we start off with a Medrash. Start off with a Medrash on the Parsha, uh, where the Medrash links a couple of biblical personalities. The Medrash in source number one tells us, Noach was called a Tamim. As we know at the beginning of the Parsha, Noach is Sadiq. He was called righteous. Not many people in Tanakh, in the Torah, are called a Tzadik. Tamim, not many people were called Tamim. It's amazing that he's one of the most enigmatic figures, we say this every year, in the Midrashim. Is he great? Is he not so great? You read the Psukim, there's nobody greater in terms of just the adjectives that he's given. But the Tamim, Sadik, uh, but in any case, he walked with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Amazing, just reading the first Pasuk. But the uh, Medrash says, Tamim Ayabudarosav, so he quotes, "Call me Shemer Bo Tamim Mishlim Shanav LeMidas Shavua VeChulu." Call Shemer, call me Shemer Bo Haya Mitchilasov Atzof Ahud Sadik. The Gemara lists, the Medrash lists off that there were a number of number of personalities who have a Haya with their name. Haya. That's not one of the words that are usually focused on in this pasuk. Tzadik and Tamim and Dorosav and S Elokim with not in front. Almost every other word is focused on, but the Medrash starts focuses on the word Haya. Tamim Hayabadarosav. So says the first opinion of the Medrash. Wherever it says Haya, it means he was a Tzadik his entire life. We're going to focus on the second out of three statements. Bottom of the column. Rabbi Levi Amar. Call me Shenamar Bohaya Ra'a Olam Chadash. Whoever says Hayabai, they saw a new world. Saw a new world. Five people. Who are they? Amr Ebi Shmuel. Chamishahen. Noach. Noach, it says Hayah in our first Pasik. What does it mean in new world? Etmol avanim sachu kumayim. Tomar bilevi bishem abiyochon afilus terovim shalrechayim nimchebamayim. Obviously Noach. The whole world was destroyed. Everything was... Um, uh, had to be destroyed and start again. He came out of the Teva. What do you think he saw after the entire world was pulverized? So Noach was one. Who else saw a new world? Yosef. Yosef, how did he see a new world? Right, He started off in jail. He started off in the bottom of the totem pole, the lowest strata of society. And then all of a sudden, he was a Mishal Melech. Totally new world. Two totally different worlds. Number three, Moshe. He starts off by being a fugitive, running to Midian, running away from Paro. And then there's Kriyas Yamsuf. Pretty amazing. The Jews are on the bottom. The Jews are being tortured and suffering. And Kriyas Yamsuf. So we have Noach, Yosef, Moshe. Four, Eov. Machlokas in the Gemara Babasha, when did Eov live? We're assuming the Gemara here is talking about chronological order so far. So, Mistama the Medrash holds that this is when Eov lived, sometime between Moshe and, we'll see, Mordechai. Eov saw a new world. What happened? Eov saw an old world. Really, he had everything, then he lost everything, and then he got everything, and it returned. The Ramban even says that his children came back. Right? It wasn't that uh, they were uh, they died. And Mordechai, Mordechai saw the tree, the gallows, where he was supposed to be hanged. He hangs the ones who wanted to hang him. So the Medrash says... These five individuals have the word Hayah by them in the text, and they all saw a new, a new world. And the question is, is there a connection, a message about this? Again, there are two other opinions. This is the second one, uh, but this is the two other, uh, the, the middle opinion that's what we're going to focus on. Is there something about these five that bind them together? And what about Hayah? Is that word, does that have any uh, impact in terms of the connection between these five individuals. So Rabbi Frand, in, uh, in his uh, Parsha Sefer, Power of Avart, has the following uh, unique thought, which is uh, a chizik for those going into through uh, difficult times. So first he expands on the five people that saw the new world. 
Each one of them saw a world, and let's say it this way, they saw a world of hopelessness. They saw a state of hopelessness. They saw a state that it would be easy to give up. They were going through a, a, a tzara, a difficulty. The whole world was destroyed in the days of Noah. Yosef HaTzadik was in jail. Moshe Rabbeinu had to flee. He was a fugitive. How am I ever going to get back? All the Jews. Eov, right? Loss and suffering. And of course, Mordechai. Says Rabbi Fran, this message, this medrash, is giving us the message, a little tip, a strategy, how to get through a difficult time. And as he says, we are not judging anybody, Rahman al who goes through difficulty, goes through tragedy, whatever that tragedy might be. But still, we can uh, suggest, he says, based on the Sefer Ikve Erev, the following idea. Line 25. We see two diverging approaches among those who have endured tragedy in their lives. There are two ways that people deal with it. Some overcome their seemingly hopeless situation. They manage somehow to pick up the shards of a shattered existence and rebuild. Sometimes people can get through it. People look ahead. People are able to build. Maybe even better than it was before. Or at least get back on track of life. And then sometimes, there are some situations and some people that, that can't get beyond. And they're never the same. And again, he, he says, we're not judging anybody. But we're just as as a, l- trying to glean messages from Chazal in terms of how to deal with difficult situations. That's what we're doing here. All of these five individuals could have given up hope, could have wallowed in their situation and said, it's all done. Noah could have looked out of the Teva and said, look at the world. You think I'm starting again. Forget it. I'm not what? Looks going to happen again. Mordechai could have given up hope. Moshe as a fugitive, could have given up hope. Yosef, all of them. And yet they all built a better life. They all, Moshe Rabbeinu became the Goel, and Noah, and, and Ia, all of them. Mordechai. What was the secret? What was their secret? The answer is, Hayah. It was. They're able to put it behind them. When there's a difficulty that one goes through, and one is able. Obviously, if it's an ongoing tzorah, that makes it even more challenging and more difficult. But if there was an event that we can look at in the past, we have to try to put it into the past. We have to build from it. We have to, we have to grow from it. But we have to look at it as haya. And there could always be a yihiyah. And there could always be something better in the future. And that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu makes new beginnings. And that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us the, the gift of shichacha. The gift of forgetting. Because if we felt the same pain that we did when Sarah happened, for the rest of our life, we wouldn't be able to function or continue. Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us the gift of shichacha. And that's what he says. That's the Gavos. Third line on top. This medrash is intimating, I believe, that the key is the word haya was. The key to a person... A new world is to a per- the key to a person. A new world is to let the past fade into the twilight. To be sure to allow it to become haya rather than to wallow in it. We have to make sure. Obviously, we learn from it. Like one of the rebbes said on the on the pasuk of uh, Kaili Kaili Lama Azavtani. Really, you should read. I think Rav Hirsch actually Lama Azavtani, not Lama. We can't know divine motivation for what Lama. What could I What could I take for it? What can I take for it? And again, nobody is, is judging anybody, but at least the message. And he goes through each one of them. Noah was spared the fate of his generation, but imagine what it was like to walk out into a world that looked as it did after the marble. Right? Think about after bombs fell. Right? Who, well, why would one go on? Right? Such a change. Noah had the ripe old age. Suddenly, also, the seasons were beautiful beforehand. There were no seasons. And all of a sudden now Noah was going to have to uh, shovel the snow and deal with the difficulties of the extreme seasons. Right? What is it? How does he react to this change? Moshe, Mordechai, all of them. Rahman al-Litzlan. And we know of many individuals who rebuilt. Kleisenberg Rebbe, many others that rebuilt after tragedy. That were able to have the attitude of Hayah. Like these five individuals were able to have to try 
And maybe it's all of Klai Yisrael's job to help the person going through the tsara, to help put it as a haya, and whatever it is. He talks about a Rosh Hashiva and tells who had his whole family wiped out in, in Europe, and he was a Rosh Hashiva, and when he was asked what was wrong, Rav Matul replied that he was thinking about the large family he had lost in Europe and couldn't remember the names of his children. Imagine the pain upon the pain. Not only the loss of his whole family, but the pain was magnified when he couldn't even recall their names. But he was able to move on and to still teach and to continue. And he quotes many stories as well. He quotes another story that he says he, he uh, resonates with him. He says one time, turning the page, there was some type of, uh, of sports game. And the Talmudim came to him and asked him, you know, could we dive admire a little early? Because there's a game on. And imagine what he was thinking. After he came from the yeshivas in Europe, I want to go watch the game. But he said, okay. Because he realized what was is was, and what is is is, and he has to deal with the reality. And he has to deal, with, again, we're not talking about the specific case, but the attitude of, you know, what exactly happened, happened, and I have to build from it and look towards the future. So that's what my friend tells us. That's the medrash, the five hayas. Make it haya, and in that way, one could be able to move to move on. Okay, moving right along to a thought that we've said in past years from the Beis Halevi, but there's a new mushal that I saw this year, so we'll have the same thought again. Same, uh, similar thought. So in a new Sefer I, I uh, recently uh, purchased, Sefer Higadati Hayom. Higadati Hayom, it's a Sefer, I think it's a contemporary in uh, B'nai Brak, Rav Avram Erlinger, I gave you uh, his name, but there he quotes the following idea based on the Psukim, at the beginning of the parsha, says the Torah, The world became destroyed. The land was full of Hamas. Hashem saw that all flesh had self-destructed. Elokim, Midas Adin comes to Noah, Kates Kol Basar Bolafana, Kimalaras Hamas Bibrayam. Again, Kol Basar, Kol Basar. As we know, even the animals were included. Even the animals were included. Even the trees were included. It says, the whole Aretz, all the Basar, everything's going to be destroyed. And the question that many ask is, what did the trees do wrong? What did the animals do wrong? They're La Das. So Chazal say, oh, they were Misdavik B'Shein Aminam. Right, they also intermarried, so to speak, between species. And again, the question is, how did that happen? They're labanedas. A lion generally doesn't have a taiva for a tiger. Right, it's not natural. It's not instinctual. How can you do that? So he quotes a story from Eliya Lapian, the Lev Elio. Quotes the following from Lev Elio. Asapar uvda mashira binurai. Let me tell you something, what happened when I was younger. Says the Lev Elio. There was a hospital. It was built, a wooden building. Very old building. Very old building. Even the elder people in the neighborhood had no idea when it was built. Very, very old hospital. And it was an unusual occurrence in this hospital. Sometimes people that went to the hospital, when they were there for a little while, they got illnesses that they never had before. They didn't have going into the hospital. And it wasn't stomach infection. It was illnesses that were totally, where did this come from? Everybody was wondering and nobody was, they needed to know why. Where was this coming from? A hospital supposed to make it better and not make it worse. They brought a couple of experts. They did their test until they find they came up with their findings. What they say? This is an ancient hospital. It's been here for years and generations. Into the walls of the hospital. There was germs. There was infection in the walls. From all the sicknesses and illnesses, from all the years 
it went into the walls, and then it infected the new patients. And that's why they're getting sick. What they do? They destroy the hospital. They destroy the building. They burned it. Because they don't want anybody to get sick. That's the story that he remembers when he was younger. And he says, that's the pshat of the Dor HaMabal. That's what happened. Even the walls can be infected. Surely, Ruchani spiritual. could poison the air. We have no idea. But there's sin in the air. And it permeates everything in the atmosphere. Be they animal, be they tree, be there anything. It's in the air. And therefore, he says in the next page, says, If there's a house that was, if he makadish a house, somebody buys a house from someone who maybe, Warren Shomer, maybe uh, the, uh, they bought it from uh, other nations to sanctify the house, to make sure that it might, might be permeated, to fill it with svarim and fill it, like be mavatel, any of the any of the atmosphere that can be involved. First putting up a mezuzah, that's the first step. First step of uh, of sanctifying. And he quotes from the Ramchal also, the beginning of the Sefer, the mezuzah Yisharim, that we affect the world around us. We affect the world around us. Latover lemutav. And Lord Ramalalu, that's what is said by many Mefarshim again, including the Beis Halevi, including Velalapian, Kichetam Shadoramabo Pagabiakum Kulo. The chait, well, we can't even fathom, the chait was so basic and so pernicious, it affected the entire existence of the world. It infected the animals to have a taiva lashina minam, kalabriya tiatsricha lehea race. He had to rebuild the hospital again. He had to rebuild the world. He had to start again. And that's the hashba. And obviously, we know the opposite is true also. If this is how Tumah affects, imagine how Tara, how Kedusha affects. Right? If somebody uh, goes into a house where there was a great Rebbe, where there was a great uh, Tzadik, a great family of Shemiras Mitzvahs, it should be easy. It should be easy to imbibe and to swallow and to follow in the footsteps. Follow in the footsteps. And he says, maybe that's even by in a couple of weeks. Yaakov and Esav in utero. Right? What do you mean? When they were near a shul? What, what? They felt the Kedusha. And they were drawn to it. It was a magnetic pull. Magnetic pull. The avir was mashpia. They felt something in the air, and they needed to get out because that's what their neshama connected to. We're affected. We're affected by everything around us. Just like again, the spiritual realms are always paralleled. And modeled by the physical realm. So the physical realm, there are different areas where the air is clear, where the air is fresh, different places where you get some people who have asthma, this city is good, this city is not good, this city is different. It's in the physical world too. There are easier places to live and not easier places to live for physical illnesses. So too with spiritual illnesses. And not just actually when there is Torah mitzvahs taking place, but even, even afterwards there is a hashpa that is that uh, retains in the atmosphere. Okay. Moving right along. Paraches. So we have the Mabul. And says the Torah, it rained for 40 days, 40 nights. And finally, it stopped raining. Finally, it stopped raining. There was a Mabul for a long time. I brought me on Baram Laila. Bethany was there by Noah. But Noah comes in. We have all Noah Alteva. The kosher animals, the non-kosher animals, and Vayigru Hamayim Yirba Ma'oda La'aretz. We can't even imagine and, and realize. Again, everything about the Mabul is, is miraculous. Every single thing. Where did this water come from? Where did all the water come from? How could it cover the entire earth? Maybe not Eretz Yisrael. 
But how did they, how did Noah fit all the animals on the Teva? And how did, was there, there was water to cover the highest mountains. That is a miraculous amount of water. Even if you want to say you can cover the whole land, the highest mountains, 15 almost above the highest mountains, how much water, and how, that the animals all fit, and that the food for all the animals fit. It's just, everything is miraculous. There was a ton of water, and every, everything died. And finally, Hashem closed up the Mayanos, and it came the time that it started drying out. Started drying out, passing Yud Gimel Charvu Adama, and it was time to it was time to uh, to leave. But if you look at the amount of water, you can imagine it. Asher Schwab, it took a certain amount of time to dry. That wasn't enough time for the amount of water that we're talking about to dry. It's impossible. That was also miraculous. It was also miraculous that it dried in the time that it did. So the question is, so why did it even take that long to dry? Once the rain stopped, why didn't Hashem say abracadabra, dry? And yet, no, there was a process. There was still a process even, even in the time after it, after it stopped raining. After the time we know, Rashi quotes the, the, the dates, V'yikol ha-geshem and ha-shamayim, V'yishuv ha-mayim el-aretz ha-loch v'ashov, V'yachzor ha-mayim ek-seh, Chamishu ha-masi yom, 150 days. Rashi, the Ramban, and the other Rishonim try to figure out when is this 150 from. Does it, what does it include? Some of these days are, are overlapping to work out the, the, uh, the months and the years. It says when it started and when the Teva rested. Not so clear. Cheshvan and, uh, and, uh, ER. Anyway. So, asked Rav Schwab, why did it just dry out right away? the right side, Mayan Hundreds of years you would need, though, this water to dry. If it was going to be a nace anyway, question. So the answer that he gives is the same answer that we saw four or five years ago from Yosef Bechem Yekornitzer on Parshas Bracious. I'm going to look back at the uh, at the notes. But it's the same idea, Rav Yosef Nechemia there asked, why is it that so many processes in Maisa Bracious took a certain amount of time? That was his question. Hashem created the Maoros on day one, but we didn't hang them until day four. Hashem started the Mayim on day one and didn't finish until day two, day three. All these processes that started, the grass and then... So what was the message of that? So he, Rav Shabbos, is coming from a different perspective. Why, the, why, why did it take any amount of time? Because Hashem doesn't bring salvations right away. Hashem doesn't bring salvations right away. The process starts and then we have to hope and daven and look towards heaven. Hashem has it all worked out. But things don't happen overnight. Salvations don't happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight. As it says in Eov, Tov Yachil, Vidomim Hashem. It's good to hope and then be quiet. And wait for the Yeshua to happen. And that's what this teaches us. The water stops. You know, it takes time. You're right. It's not the miraculous time that snapping fingers, but it still takes time to teach us that salvations take time. Rabbi Yosef Nechemia said, all processes in life take time. When you put in hard work, you have to wait for the results. But says of Schwab, look what I wrote also in Sefer Shmos. So we should, because that's what he says to do. So if you look at Sefer Shmos, we know Moshe Rabbeinu complains to Hashem. It's not fair. I told you I didn't want to go. You forced me to go. And since I came, things have gotten worse. And what does Hashem say? You're not going to Derek Yisrael. Pretty harif. We discussed a couple of months ago in the summer. You know, the relationship between this event and the hitting of the rock. You know, there was a process. It wasn't like it was decided now, but it was heading in that direction. But says Rav Schwab, why is, what's the Midah connected Midah? Hashem Moshe says it's getting, it got worse, and Hashem says, you're not going to see the, 
victory of the 31 kings. Here, now you will see. You won't see that. How does that fit the crime? Says Rav Schwab, the same idea. Regarding the, the Kibush and Chiluk, seven years they fought. Seven years. It was miraculous. Why didn't they just... Why didn't it just take a month? Why didn't it take a day? But the Pasuk says in Mishpatim, Ma'at ma'at agarshem me'art milifanecha. Haray, avodas ha-kibush suicha metinus v'savlanus. When it came to kibush ha-aretz, one needs patience. Uberabos ha-yamim tavo lematzlacha. And the hatzlacha will come, but eventually. That's the mitos of HaKadosh Baruch It takes a process. It could be that the last second is... Yeshua Sashem Karafayim. We also have that phrase. But that could be the, the last stage. We don't know how it's coming until it comes. Right? Yosef Atzadik was in jail, was in jail, was in jail, was in jail. Boom! He gets, right, uh, quickly taken out of, out of jail. Things take time. And that's why it took seven years. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hashem, it's not fair. And it could be that Moshe did this because of his love for Am Yisrael. Moshe had so much love, he said, it's not fair. What's taking so long? But Moshe wasn't patient in terms of wanting the Yeshua for Kla Yisrael. And he was Maharher. It's not getting better. It's not a, a graph that's going straight up. Hashem says, okay, that's the Yeshua that you want. You can't, you can't, you can't be with us in Eretz Yisrael because that's not how things happen. Right? You're somebody who wants, who wants immediate results. Immediate results. It just hit me. I think there's a, right, there's a Pirkei Derbalazar, right? But when Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, um, bargaining at the Sneh, and he doesn't want to go, and he says, Shlach no Tishlach. Send someone else. So I think Rashi quotes Aaron, his older brother. There's a Pirkei Derbalazar that says, send Eliyahu Hanavi. Don't send me. Why? Because he's the end of the process. Don't send me. That's so long. The ups and the downs, the whole Golas and Geula and Golas and Geula. No, just skip Delio and Avi. Shlach no biatishlach, says the Perkei Dabalazar. Send Elio. Hashem says that's not the plan. Same Midah. Moshe wants to save them already. And that's the Midah connected Midah that HaKadosh Baruch had to say, okay, you can't be part of this. You can't be part of this. And that's what it means, turning over the page. Right? The whole Mabah was about Ode, another seven days, another seven days, until, okay, and there was a, a, a raven and a dove, and it continued and continued. And that's why whenever we daven, right, it, what does it say? It says in Tehillim, line 12, Hine'ein Hashem el Yereav, lam yachalim l'chazdo. Hashem's eyes are to the ones who fear Him, those who hope for His kindness. miyad, if you daven and you want immediate answers, uh, it's not going to happen. Hashem does not give immediate answers. What do we say in Ashrei? We're all looking at you. In his time, Hashem decides. He gives them food. When it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. Not a moment earlier, not a moment sooner. That's exactly. We're sitting in traffic. We have to tell ourselves, we're going to get there exactly when Hashem wants us to get there. It's easy to say now, but sometimes we're a little hotter under the collar. But we have to say, HaKadosh Baruch wants me to be sitting in this traffic right now. He doesn't think it's time for me to get there yet. I know everybody else at the meeting thinks it's time, but HaKadosh Baruch doesn't think it's time. Maybe I should have left earlier. But either way, everything in its time. And that's, he quotes, obviously also the famous Medrash on the Yerushalmi in Brachis, Kachi Gu'ulasan Shal Yisrael Ka'ayelas HaShachar. Ka'ayelas HaShachar. How is our Gu'ula like the morning? What happens in the morning? It's not like it's pitch black and all of a sudden the sun's out! And it's noon! No! Kodesh Baruch put into the Bria. It starts a little light and it gets lighter and lighter a little bit, little by little. That's the Gu'ula. And that's 
And that's why, that's why Mashiach is called Semach, the Pasuk in Zechariah, because it grows. Trees don't grow overnight. But that's, that's the message of, of the, of the, of the water. Why to take a, why to take a couple of weeks, a couple of months for the water to dry out? It shouldn't have dried out even with all the, great, the greatest miracle, years and, and centuries to teach us this message. Okay. Moving right along, we come to a thought right now that is, uh, s- such, so fascinating about the human side of Noah and the psychological effects that what he must have gone through. Fascinating. Pazik tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Noah to leave the Teva. Go out. Go out of the Teva. Simple question. He needed a TV to go out? Like what? He didn't really want to go out? No, I'm happy here. I could stay here for another year. I'm just fine. What's the Havamina? He would want to run out. Why do you have to, why do you have to, uh, why do you need Tzivui? Says that Yonah Shatara, Prince Yon Fuhrer, Lama Hayetzorach Litzabos Lenoch, Latzeis Manateva. Eze Adam Lo Yetze Miteva Lachir Haolam Irak Yuchal Latzeis. Who wouldn't? He didn't see the sun for, uh, for months. Acharesha Yavsha Haaretz, Mama Akiv Anoch Latzeis. What do you want? And Vim Tomar Anoch Loyal, he didn't know if it was, it was dry, so Hashem should have told him, you know, it's safe. Is that all what it is? Is that what it is? Maybe. He didn't think it was safe. He wouldn't have known it was safe. Eventually he would have seen animals walking around on the earth. He would have gotten out. So what is it? Why do you need the tzivui? Three ideas. They're built on each other. Number one, line 13. darko shal adam al We don't want to walk on graves. People don't walk on other people's graves. It's just not an ethical thing to do. We don't want to. You walk in between. And if you can't get through, you won't go. The whole world was one graveyard. Right? That's why, that's one of the reasons why the Chazal uh, were misaking Tumas Eretz the whole world has Tumah. One of the Shittas in the Rishonim is, why does the whole world have Tumah's Eretz Amim? Except Eretz Yisrael, because the, according to one day, there was no Mabal in the Eretz Yisrael. Because there's graves all over the world. That's why there's more of an Indian for a Kohen to make Aliyah. Right? Tumas Akum all over the... Tumas... Excuse me, Tumas Akum is Tumas... Oh, well, okay. I'm not getting into the Halachas now. But either way, I'll call Sha'al Adam and Nisbel Adam. So number one, maybe Noach, Noach didn't want to walk on graves. Number one. Number two. What's the reaction usually? If somebody is a survivor when many others didn't survive, what are they feeling? Why them and not me? Whether it's, whether it's guilt even though there's no basis for the guilt. They didn't do anything wrong. Rahman al-Islam, a car accident. Rahman al-Islam, the Shoah. Rahman al-Islam, anything. The natural human instinct, after being a survivor, there's pangs of something inside. Whether it's guilt of just being the one to survive. Radufu ashma. He knows that it's not his fault. He knows that it wasn't, he wasn't saved out their cheshbon. As Chazal would say. His heart is being pulled. There's something there that doesn't sit well with him. He's just going to be confused. And, and, and psychologically in turmoil. The whole world was destroyed except for me and my family? Like, what's he supposed to Yes! This is what God decided. It's not so easy. Not so easy. Our generation more than any other. But there's nothing constructive about these feelings. They're human. They're natural. But feelings don't have to be logical. 
as Fuhrer says. Feelings are feelings. Regesh yonek as l'shado mi makorot atzmo. The human, the human psyche, you know, functions in its own way. Below me makor machshavat zrufa. Regesh zeh rodef achrei anitzol el agamshat zolos bolav esach adas yachirim noach hayenavoch. Hashem tells him, go out of the teva. That's what I want from you. So number one, not to walk on kvaris. Number two, this feeling of a survivor. And number three, velorak regesh al busha al shehu nishar b'chayim b'makom shekula mesu iki v'anoch l'atzeis b'nateva el agam regesh el yeyush iki v'adom ilatzeis. Looking out at the world, this is back to what my friend said before. What must he been thinking? Before you went in, there was a whole world. Right? They had tools by this time, remember? Tuvalkayan. They had, they had houses, they had, they had, uh, orchards. Nothing. Destruction. Total nothingness. What's he thinking? Forget it. Start again. It paralyzed him. Nothing. What does Hashem say? Puravu. What does Hashem say? Leave the teva. Hashem has to show him. That's why he shows him the keshes, shows him the rainbow. Why dafka the rainbow? Same kind of thing. He says similar. It can be a terrible storm. But then there's a rainbow afterwards. And that's to give Noah chizuk. And to say, this is, this is part of my, part of my plan. And part of what I, I need you to do. Okay, that is a, a serious, but a, an insightful in terms of the human side of, of Noah. And again, the pacha that he had and the yeush that he had, Akadosh Baruch Hu, trying to, to, uh, to cheer him up. Okay. Moving right along in this same conversation. So Hashem says to Noah, go out. What does he do? He understood. Because after all, had Noach knew Karbanos. How do you know about that? According to the Messiah, Adam brought a Karban. Had Noach know to bring this? That, that was the reason. So he thought to himself, why is Hashem making me take seven of each? Right? And he bring two, like the non-kosher animals. But even Noah was Vayach Lashem, Vayal Olos, Hashem smells kaviyachol the rech and yichoach, and he says lo osed lakal odes hadama bavur hadam ki yetsir leif hadam ra minu uraf. People of Yetsaharis, yetsir leif hadam ra minu uraf. I understand they're human. Minu uraf. People of Yetsaharis. The Gemara says in Masechah Sukkah regarding the Yetsahara, kol gadol mechaveiro yitzro gadol heimenu. Whoever is greater spiritually than their friend has a greater Yisahara than their friend. Right? They say they tell a story that uh, somebody once came to the Vilna Gon, I think it was, said, I, I wish I had, I wish I had your Yitzhar Tov. And the Gray answered him, you get my Yitzhar Tov, you get my Yitzhar also. So, think before you ask. So, he quotes here in the Pnini Torah, the idea of a, what does that mean? So again, the, the pshat that we've said in the past, the pshutol shemikra, let's say, it's a always has to even the playing field. You always have that have So bechira means the greater a person is, Hashem helps level the playing field. So like if the Yitzhah Tov is over here, the Yitzhah Har has to be near there. But he gives another mashal. Mashal na'el adam a person's walking on the road, and his bag, his knapsack is filled with straw and stones and pebbles. He has nothing to worry about. Nobody's going to want to take his knapsack or steal his stuff because it's not valuable anyway. But if somebody's knapsack is filled with diamonds and filled with pearls, so then that's that's open season. That's uh, more susceptible to to the ganavim that that want to get it. Ach. So what do we have in our knapsack? If we don't have, if our knapsack is not so full, we don't have so much to worry about. But if the Satan sees that we're full, the Satan sees that we're being kovayaitim 
and we're doing chesed, and we're davening that he's going to, oh, his knapsack is full. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't want our knapsack full. You know, it doesn't mean that. But, you know, we just have to know. It comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. The greater we are, you know, the greater the challenges are. And as we know, the, 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 the greater a person is, the, the greater chance for Kiddush Hashem, the greater chance for Chil Hashem. Rechman al-Islan, right? The greater a Jewish personality is, if a terrible, uh, you know, something, if something occurs and there's a, uh, there's an event that occurs and it's in all the newspapers, terrible Chil Hashem. But on the other hand, if they live a pure, inspirational life, there's a greater Chil, a Kiddush Hashem. So again, that's Koshi Yitzhar Emenu, Koshi Kolagadu Mechaveru, Yitzhar Gadolo, Amen. Okay, that's just one thought on the, on the Eight Sahara. Uh, continuing, again, a couple of other smaller thoughts after a couple of the major ones that we, uh, that we had. But they're important for our life. So Hashem says to Noach after they come out of the Teva, fill up the land. Your awe will be on all of the animals, all the chayas and all the ophos. Everything. Just like the grass, I gave you everything. So what does this mean? So Rashi quotes, Let me just uh, find it. says Rashi. Oh, he quotes it. The Rav Yerucham quotes it at the beginning of uh, Source 12. Adam, this is my focus we shown him exactly how um, complete of an Isser it was. Adam only ate grass. Some say he wasn't allowed to kill animals. Some re-shown him, but he could eat the animals after they died. But at least he wasn't allowed to kill animals. But Rashi seems to be saying he couldn't eat them at all. I didn't allow Adam or Rishon to eat Ella Yerakesef, just grass. Volachem, Adam was a vegetarian. Volachem Kiyarak Asef. Shifkarti Ladam Arisho Natadilachem Esko. Rav Yerucham focuses on the word Nasati. Nasati lachem is called. Or the previous Pasuk, Biyedchem Nitanu. Everything in the world is a gift. Nasati. Nitanu. A gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to us. Where it's underlined. Shayerek Esev la'adam arishon ha'ezeh matana me'es Hashem yizbarach. V'lu le'ezeh had Hashem not decided to give if Hashem wouldn't have given to Adam grass and trees, then Adam would have had to starve. Because you don't own anything. It's all mine. The Kone Shemayim Va'aretz. Hashem decided to give it to us. Once He gives it to us, and Chazal added on, okay, give it to us, Chazal said, make a bracha. And then it really becomes allowed to partake. With the Gemara Bracha, six parak. If we don't make a bracha, we're stealing. Stealing from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Nisboni nefo v'nirem izegodel erech olam ha'chashivusa. Let's think about this for a moment. It says Rav Yerucham, he quotes this from Rav Yisrael Salanter. Skipping to line 16. He says, think about hotels. He says there are three-star hotels, four-star, five-star hotels. Right there are the fa- what, what makes a fancy hotel? It says Rav Yisrael Salanter. They have services. All the services you want. Whatever you want, whatever massages you want, whatever, anything, you got to pay for it. The fancier the hotel, the more expensive it is. Because the services are unbelievable. They have food out. Right, The coffee room is always open. So says, says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, as he says, if so many services, the higher the price, it says, where's the greatest hotel? Where's the greatest five-star hotel in the world? It says, I'll tell you. You don't have to go anywhere in the world. It is the world. The world is the fanciest hotel that there is. Right? You, you want to eat? There's food to eat. There's water to drink. There's light. You don't have to pay for electricity. I'll turn the light on every day. And now you want to go to sleep? I'll turn off the light. Make it dark for you. Whatever it is. You want a little breeze? You want this? The greatest hotel in the world is the world. And how much does it cost? Nothing. Okay, make a bracha. Does it cost us anything? We appreciate. 
Kiyerik Asev Nasati Lochem as call. Kaddish Baruch has given us everything. And you wanna you wanna have a good night's sleep? The concept of going to sleep and waking up refreshed. What other hotel could could give you that? To to, to go to sleep and feel refreshed? Where does that come from? Right? Think about it. You never get a fancier, a hotel with more services. We have to recognize that it's being given to us. We have to recognize that it's a gift. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to recognize that gift and in that way thank him for that gift as well. Okay, so the greater the eights, the greater the eights are told, the greater the eights are and we have to make sure that we recognize everything in life is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and uh, never forget that and that's what Chazal did by us, right? By telling us to make brachas, by telling us to uh, specifically, uh, they said recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge and he's allowing us to partake. And then we get to the end of the Parsha. Another low point for mankind. If we didn't have enough already, we're only in the second Parsha and we have the Chet of Adam and Chava and we have Cain and Hevel and we have the Dora Mabel and we have the Dora Flaga. Mankind did not start off on the right foot. Not at all. And we have the Dara Flaga, the Dar, or Hapalaga, however one pronounces it. So what was the root of the problem? By the Dar that built the tower. What was the root of the problem? And as we know, they weren't destroyed. They were just scattered. They were just scattered. They wanted to come together, and Hashem scattered them. That was their punishment. Right? Pasuk Ches, Hashem Osam Misham so Ezra Chaim Kenevsky in the time of the Kra. I don't understand. If they, what was their root? Over the Avodazara? That was the problem? So if you scatter them, then they're going to spread Avodazara. Why does that help anything? Does that help anything? If it was an Apostas, it was an Avodazara issue. You're building a tower, you want to, you want to build a tower all the way up to God and fight God. So how does scattering them help anything? One question. Another question. It says, when Hashem went down, Kaviyachol, Vayered Hashem Leros, Hashem went down to see Es Ha'ir, the Es Hamigdal. He went down to see the city and the tower. The city? What's so important about the city? But Maisa the Raflaga says the time of the crow. Sarach Biur, the Batchilak Siv, Aleros Es Ha'ir, Ves Hamigdal. The Acharkach Siv, and what happens? It says, let me go down, and they stop building the city. Stop building the city. What happened to the tower? Hashem went down to see the ear and the migdal. We'll mix them up. No word mentioned about the tower. So number one, how does Avodah scattering help? Number two, why does it say Hashem went down to see the city and the tower and then it said they stopped building the city, no mention of the tower. So what's going on here? And how is scattering Mita Kenegan Mita? A third question related. That's what he says towards the end, line 13. You know, how does that help? He says, this is what I think. In the Dor HaMabal, the entire world was corrupt. The entire world. Only Noach's family. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to save. So Hashem saved them, and that's it. You think so many, everybody forgot about the Mabal already? No, a lot of people didn't want to partake in this Dora Flaga. There were some leaders whose power went to their head, Nimrod and his buddies. They wanted to fight God, but they needed everybody to join them. How would they do that? Let's build a big city. Let's get everybody, probably weren't so many people at that time, let's get everybody to come live here. And then we'll rule over them and then we'll encourage force. 
Rotsulaso's ear, Lahoshiv Sham Kalan him Sambolam. Valdeze Yuchlu Lachriach Kula Masos Kamasayam. They put everybody in the same city. That will force them to act umamela kulam yishtatfu b'maisa hamigdal. That's why they wanted to build the city in order to get everybody to come. Ve'iluai ola b'yadam mizimasam, and if it, they would have been successful, maybe there would have been another mabul-like type of destruction. V'lachein, what did Hashem do? Hashem scattered them, so that way they will be unsuccessful. What they're trying to do is to unify in order to corrupt. Hashem says, okay, I'll remove them by step one. They'll never get to step two. They'll never get to the Migdol because they won't get to the ear. Then it's just regular. That would be judged on their own. And that's why the Migdol is not mentioned, only the ear. Good. Interesting um, detail about the Darha Flaga and how far they got and what their strategy was. Just to end off with one final thought from the Nachla Svi, all the way at the end as we get set for Avram and Sarah. It's amazing, you know, the takana of, of, um, of laning by Mincha on Shabbos. Such a fascinating takana. Right, we have to lane, we have to lane every, right, every three days. Moshe Rabbeinu said we have to lane. Monday, Thursday, Shabbos, Monday, Thursday, Shabbos. Why do we lane by Shabbos Mincha? It's like to whet our appetite. For the following week. All of a sudden, it's like, gracious, oh yeah, here comes Noah. Right now, we're going to hear Lech Lecha. It's like, coming soon. Give us a preview. Right? It's, it's a trailer. Right? As we hear, every Shabbos afternoon, we get a trailer for the next week to make us come back. It's amazing. So at the end of this parasha, we don't have to wait because it's at the end of this parasha already, we're introduced to Avram and Sarai. And the Pazik says Sarai was barren, but it says it twice. But he Sarai Akara ain't love a lot. Barren, no children. So, what's the emphasis? So some say it means she was really barren. She didn't have a uterus. Some say, in love a lot. But, suggest the nachlas tzvi. Maybe it's emphasized, you know, it's a pirush. She was an akara, in love a lot. She didn't have any physical children. Pride. All the work that Sarah did, Sarah did amazing things. And we have to recognize that our job in life is not only to Puruvu in the physical, biological realm, children, but every time we influence, every time we're mashpia, someone to do a mitzvah, somebody to do a chesed, somebody to spread the Dvar Hashem. So those are, those are our toldos. Those are our vlados. Right? Maseim shal sadikim are toldoseihem. So we have to recognize that Sarah, maybe that's the emphasis, she didn't have any vlados yet, any physical vlados, but she's done a lot. That's an efesh and we have to take it as a message for us. That we have to do what we can in order to be able to not only create in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm as well. Okay, we'll stop here. Noach Tavshin Pei, and Be'er Shem, we will continue. Next week, probably this year, Be'er Shem probably be a day early, Tuesday, but uh, I'll let the schedule know. I just have something Wednesday night. Okay.